Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. It is the Jordan and Jake podcast. I'm Jordan Gross, and we are powered by Ortho Carolina. When it comes to your orthopedic care, choose better by choosing Ortho Carolina. With over 40 locations throughout the Carolinas, you're never far from one of the nation's leading providers of care for joints, muscles, and other orthopedic injuries. When things look bad, it's important to know you have a choice, but there's only one better choice, Ortho Carolina official team physician of the Carolina Panthers. And I'm normally uh, partnered with Jake DeLome, the retired commentator, but I'm going to bring in a special guest, and that's Jake DeLome, the record-setting quarterback. So right before we went on the air, producer Matt told us an interesting stat. Joe Burrow is being widely celebrated right now that he is 3-0 and to start his playoff road NFL career. So I'm going to bring on live... Uh, on this recorded podcast that does not play live, I'm going to bring on the only quarterback to start his NFL road playoff record at 4-0, and and that's Jake DeLum. Jake, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Well, thanks for having me, Jordan. And, uh, you know, my ego <laughs> has been bruised uh, for the past, you know, 10 to 15 years. So I needed that to make me feel good about myself. So I appreciate that. But that is a uh, – it's funny. I've Someone sent me that this week, and – I think you forget it. I didn't even know about those things. You forget about those type of things. And, uh, you know, it's awesome, you know, that what we did in Carolina. And, Jordan, you were a part of all those games. And that's what I was wondering. Yes, I can look at it and say, well, wait a minute. I guess, yeah, I started my career yeah. 4-0 on the road. But no one's sending me any tweets. Jeez. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so the quarterback is 4-0, but the rest of the team, yeah, we don't care about them. So, it just goes right. to show you where we are in this sport. Uh, so much is uh, predicated on the quarterback and focus, good and or bad. But listen, that's a great stat because we had um, some playoff success. Our teams were good. But I guess the, the thing that bothers me is that, man, why weren't we a little better in the regular season so we could have been right. at home instead of on the road? You know, so I guess right. I got to blame myself for that, too. Well, let's go back in the old memory bank here. So that would be 4-0 on the road. All right, so that would be uh, St. Louis. Correct. Right? And then it would be yes, Philly. Sir. Correct. But we and don't count the Super Bowl yeah. as on the road, evidently, asterisk. Right? I don't know. We, because it, well, then we don't. Because, well, yeah, that would have been 2-0. Oh, because we, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to break, uh, I'm going to spoiler here. We lost the Super Bowl in 03. Okay. So we're moving on. So then the next two years later, we go to New York giants and then, yes, right. And then we go to Chicago. Listen, all the playoff games were awesome. All the playoff, especially road wins, home wins too. You know, the Dallas game was great. But man, that Chicago game to go up to Chicago, Soldier Field, cold January, foggy day. I mean, there's the fog coming off of the lake. And we lost to them two months prior. And I think I got sacked eight times. And yeah. uh, Steve Smith decided to put on a show that day. And uh, that was awesome. That, that was one that I think we'll always remember. Uh, I'm going to even share what you said to Brian Urlacher. May I? Sure. <laughs> so they took back earlier in that season when you got sacked eight times, which I was unfortunately part of, there was a lot of um, pride and celebration happening from the Bears side, uh, the defensive side of the ball back towards us offensively. Would you agree? During that, yes, I would during say, that regular season yeah. game? A lot of uh, a lot of smack talking because they yeah. were the you know the do dominant defense, correct? And they were very good, and they were very good. So anyway, so we retool, we make the playoffs as a wild card. We go to we beat the Giants, and then we go to Chicago. This is in 05. Not a lot of people, you know, everyone says this. Nobody thought we would win. I'm sure someone thought we could win, but the consensus would have been Chicago is going to be hosting the NFC Championship game, correct? Correct. Okay, so we end up beating them. In rather not easy by any means, but a complete opposite of what the game was earlier. Well, now our side of the ball is, you know, we're, we're gentlemen and we're handling it with grace and dignity. However, there's a little bit of maybe, hey, guys, way to go. That felt pretty good to beat the Bears who were laying it on us earlier in the year and so on and so forth. Correct so far? A hundred percent. So Brian Urlacher, incredible player, great respect for the guy. He's upset that their season's over, so he says across the ball, hey, guys, act like you've been there before. I'll never forget this. Two years ago, <laughs> two years prior, we were in the, the – uh, we won the divisional round, and we were in the NFC Championship game. And the Bears had yet to do that because they hadn't made the Super Bowl in that era yet. So Erlacher says, hey, guys, act like you've been there before. Mind you. They were not having a lot of pity on us earlier in the season when we had lost. And Jake, you said, hey, man, <laughs> we have been here before, and you ain't. <laughs> that was the best. Well, that was the best clean trash talk I've ever heard. And you were so pumped to say that to them, Jake. I remember just laughing like crazy, thinking this is awesome. It doesn't get any better. Well. I, I appreciate you saying clean. Maybe it was clean. I'm not so sure I said it clean. I, hey, no, I, was, I remember it clean, Jake. <laughs> so we'll go with clean. Was, but, but here's what happened right after. So we're in victory formation. We are kneeling down. And yep. so I, you take the snap. I knelt. Tommy Harris, the defensive tackle, yep. great football player. He came over and tried to cheap shot me. And that yep. started the old, hey, I'm tough. I'm going to push you and I'm going to push you back because we have helmets and shoulder pads on. So that yep. all started that. And though I ended up playing in the Pro Bowl with him three weeks later, and it's like he didn't want to look at me in the eye. And it was after <laughs> the second practice, he was like, hey, man, sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that. I said, hey, look, no problem. Emotions get the best of us. But, yeah, so 
That was awesome. That locker room well, was tell, awesome after that game. That was fun. That oh, was unbelievable. Tell the guy, tell the listening audience how we scored our first touchdown on the greatest improvisation ever by Steve Smith. So, so it is third down, and I would be lying if I knew the exact distance, but I would say it's third and six to seven. It's somewhere around there, maybe eight. And we're running a play called 50 Hitch Oregon. So it's a seven-man protection. So feel pretty good about being protected. And Steve Smith is uh, on one side, and he is going to run either a hitch or a go, depending on the depth of the cornerback. And on the opposite side, we have a comeback and or corner out with a little option route underneath. So everything's uh, predicated on the coverage, on, on, on whatever coverage they're playing. So I line up and I break the huddle, and I never wanted to stare down the receiver. So as I'm eyeballing who's the middle linebacker, I'm glancing out the right corner of my eye to see the depth of Charles Tillman, Peanut Tillman, who ended up becoming to the Panthers. And I see he's about seven yards. So I know Steve's going to run a hitch. So I don't need to look anymore. So I take the snap, and it was a quick five. That's how we ran our play back then. It was a quick five. And I turn to throw the hitch, and Peanut Tillman drops his hips to drive on it. And Steve Smith runs right past him. And I have to recoil my arm because I am throwing the hitch. I have to recoil, and Steve just doesn't stop. I lay it up. He catches it. Mike Brown, the safety, is way too late to get over. Steve just hops, makes him hop and slide by and score. And I am dying laughing. I go celebrate with Steve. And you know what Steve Smith told me? That's the way to know what I'm thinking, son. So that was, uh, that was ideal. And I'll never forget Mike McCoy. I came to the sideline and Mike just had this grin on. He goes, I'm glad you know what he's doing because sometimes I'm not so sure. And we just uh, laughed about it. You know, it was awesome. So that was the right start to the game. And it just kept going from that point on. Vasher on Colbert to the far side, to the near side, Tillman on Smith. Again, gains in motion. Second down and eight. DeLone fades back. Pumps, looks, far sidelines, got Smith there, penalty marker down, Smith caught 30, 25, cuts to the left at the 10, Smith will score right side. You know, it's funny, you said, you've told me numerous stories like that in the passing game, and it's one thing now being a high school football coach that I try to convey to my skill guys, like, in the quarterback, like, yes, we want you to do things, especially on timing routes and all that kind of stuff, like, we need to do it right, Okay. But if a scramble happens or third down or a say, like, don't be dumb. You know what I mean? Like, if there's, <laughs> if a corner falls down, let's just go ahead and hit that into a go route. Or if it's a scramble drill and it's a zone, just like, they, it blows their mind that I tell them that at the pro level, literally, it's improvisation about, you know, 20% of the time in the passing game. You know what I mean? So I, I love hearing stuff like that, Jake. And I, I have to tell you that, you know, the NFC Championship game this week is in Philly, and it's more years than I care to admit ago that we went, we played a championship game up there. But it's the same stadium, same uniforms for Philly. And I just – I'm having a lot of nostalgia kind of thinking about this championship game, Jake. I know you've probably been hitting on some of those same emotional notes leading up to the, the game this weekend. Yeah, Jordan, I think this time of year, you just remember how special it was. And – and I know I always talk about this. It's, it's special for the players, absolutely. But how special is it for the families and to watch, like, the, the trainers and the equipment managers? I mean, like, the, the work and the hours, the, the tireless amount of work and hours that all these guys put in 
like they want to win too and they want to experience success and and yes you run it on fumes at the end but that's what i enjoy the most just the the, the that pure joy and excitement and it's just it's so great and knowing what san fran's walking into going to philly this week and uh, the Kansas City atmosphere with Cincinnati, and you're talking about improvisation. Improvisation. Watch Travis Kelsey this week. Watch how many passes he'll catch where he just, okay, I'm supposed to probably go six to eight yards, find a hole, but I'm just going to turn right here. And and Mahomes is just, boom, he's there to get him the ball. I just, it, it's about players making plays. That's what that's what it comes down to, and it's uh, certainly a, a fun time of year, man. I was riding on the bus home from one of the Pro Bowl practices one year, and I was sitting in between Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. And we were talking, and and Jimmy Graham basically said, yeah, most of the time I just kind of run about 10 yards and turn around, and Drew gets me the ball. (laughs) Well, it's true. like, yeah, that's true. Okay, that's how he does it. Well, like, so last year the Manning cast first started on uh, Monday Night Football, the the alternate uh, channel. So I enjoyed watching that. Um, just I like hearing other players talk. What well, Travis Kelsey was on. And I can't recall who they beat that, that day, but they ran a play, and, and Travis starts laughing, and he said, man, that wasn't even the play. And, you know, Peyton, you know, Mr. Rigid, what do you mean that wasn't the play? He goes, I just lined up, and I saw there was really nobody kind of over me, and I just hollered, Pat, Pat, Pat. And, uh, and Pat knew. He caught the ball and just turned and threw it to me, and Peyton was like, I just don't understand this. What do you mean? He goes, well, there was nobody <laughs> on me. So I just he told him to throw me the ball. But, like, that's where guys – you're talking about the pulse rate of, of players in the NFL. Their pulse gets slow in crucial situations. And when you can just see things clearly and vividly – and I think these quarterbacks, they all seem to have that. But Joe Burrow, it looks like he's not doesn't even have a pulse. His guy is so calm when he plays. Well, let's talk about it a little more. We started out by you know, heralding your 4-0 and start on the road, but he's 3-0, and was in the Super Bowl last year. And what's crazy, Jake, is right before we came on air, I checked online, and Caesars Sportsbook has Bengals versus Chiefs as even with the odds, which is so unusual. You know a lot of that has to do with the ankle of Mahomes. But Burrow is, like, skyrocketing to the top of the heap when it comes to best quarterbacks in the NFL, man. Talk about what you're seeing with him and how impressed you are. George. This guy, the game, he understands structure of defense. I think that's the biggest thing. Early on in the season, they started out, I think, 0-2, and, and people were, oh, the interceptions, they're throwing so much. And, and yes, they were throwing a ton but because they needed to run it more. But he had an appendectomy in training camp. He did not throw for like a month. And so you get your stomach cut on, all the torque that you use and all your ab muscles when you throw the football, he was just rusty. So, I mean, this guy started behind the eight ball to start the season and, and the weapons that he possesses. But last week when watching that Buffalo game, it, it's like it was in slow motion. How many times he would just dump it off to Samari Piran or dump it off to Joe Mixon? He just he saw it so quick and he got the ball out of his hands. He was playing with three backup offensive linemen. He was just there, just mentally there. And so he and the confidence level that he brings – I don't, I don't need to tell you what that does in the huddle, Jordan. I mean, like, right. I'd like to think sometimes when I was confident you felt pretty good and then you played with Cam. When Cam got rolling and he rolled for a few years in a row, I, th- that's a good feeling. That's a, that's a comforting feeling on the sideline and in the huddle. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And I just wonder, you know, like, especially with quarterback or myself as a player, that confidence and that calmness came with experience. 
which for me, you know, gathered over the course of four years, five years, whatever, you know, kind of my fifth and sixth year, I kind of thought I was hitting my stride. But when these young guys are even like Brock Purdy, you know, who's leading the Niners this weekend, like what in the world is, is he so ignorant to the fact of the magnitude of his situation? Does he feel like, you know, Hey, there's nothing to lose. Come in as Mr. Relevant. You've got like zero reps in camp. There's not a lot of practices anyways, compared to what it was once upon a time with reps for young guys. Now he's in the NFC championship game. He's never lost a game. How do these quarterbacks that are so young, man, I mean, how are they getting it done with this level of comfort and calmness, Jake? Well, listen, the kid was, I'm almost 100% certain he was a four-year starter at Iowa State, and he put up some really good numbers. Coached by a very, very underrated football coach, in, um, Matt Campbell, that he's been up for big jobs, and there was speculation of him taking an NFL job at some point. So I truly believe he has a he had a structure of an NFL offense in college and things of that nature. But this kid's a grinder, man. He, I don't know. I, I hate when people try to use comps and things like that. And, but this guy reminds me of a Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. There was no BS of Rich Gannon. I mean, and it took him a while. It was later in his career when he got really, really good. But he reminds me of a Rich Gannon type. How he can move pretty well in the pocket. He can really kind of move around. But there is just a a matter of fact about him and uh I've, I've read up a ton about him during this whole run and listening to some of the skill players for the Niners and offensive linemen they said when he's in the huddle he's in charge and that was from the first time he stepped into the huddle there was no like oh my gosh we're gonna have a young kid with big white eyes it was like no shut your mouth this is what we're doing and that offense is predicated on you have to follow the script you have to go through your progression, one, two, three, and four. That is not a kind of um, offense where a quarterback has a lot of leeway at the line of scrimmage. They're calling plays that schematically they have dialed up, and they want you to run it. And this kid's done a very good job of running exactly what Kyle wants. Well, it's fun to watch, and I'm also extremely happy for Christian McCaffrey. I know that the Panther fan base was sad to see him go, but I truly believe that that kind of worked out well for both sides. Um you know, we're, we're going to be very happy. Whoever the Panthers hire is going to be very happy to have more draft stock rolling into this offseason. And I dare to say Christian McCaffrey is very happy to be in the NFC Championship game. So segueing now, Jake, into the head coaching vacancy. Still no hires as of the recording of this podcast Thursday morning in the NFL for new coaches. Panthers have had two interviews with Kellen Moore, Steve Wilkes, and Frank Reich have interviewed Dorsey and Sean Payton now at this point. Jim Caldwell was early on. So let's talk about the three that we've interviewed twice, Jake. Not saying it's going to be one of them. Kellen Moore, Frank Reich, Steve Wilkes. We talked about Frank and Steve last week. So maybe a little bit of time on Kellen Moore, who's a Boise State product. And I'm very familiar with his name in this area. He's still in like, he still does commercials here in the Boise Valley for local car dealerships and whatnot. So it's like he's never kind of left. Everybody here sure loves him. But, Jake, do you have any familiarity with him? I really don't, Jordan. Um, certainly knew who he was when he played at Boise. All the success, that was during the run where Boise kind of uh, came into the mainstream college football world. But, uh, you know, played in the NFL, and the next thing you know, he's an offensive coordinator. And uh, I believe his dad was a coach. So you can look at experience. But when, you, when your father was a coach and, and that's all you've ever done, um, I true that's the Joe Burrow factor to me. Joe Burrow's dad was a defensive coordinator in college football for however many years. 
So Joe was raised in a football family. I just think you, you're further along. Sean McVay, same way. Um, so he has experience and certainly being in Dallas, he knows what the spotlight's like because, my goodness, for a team that's never, what, made it to a championship game in almost 30 years, uh, it's ad nauseum how much they show the Dallas Cowboys on TV. But, um, you know, um, he's done some good things. But to say I know much about him, I would be lying. I don't, I don't really know anything about him. Frank Wright, Jordan, got to know Frank well. Um, I say well, knew him from Charlotte days. Uh, he came speak to us. I remember Coach Fox brought him in before training camp uh, to give a talk to the team and um, actually asked him for his notes uh, after that meeting, to be quite honest with you, and because uh, I just loved what he said. And Frank was a true pro um, and has done some great things, and he went on a quick rise, which is not surprising. Um, and then in Indy, they just never got the quarterback situation right over and over and over again. And uh, he was let go, and the team certainly didn't do any better once they let him go. So he would be another one that um, I think you're getting the leader of men and an extremely good, I guess you can say, gentleman in football mind. Um, he, he's done very well. And, again, Steve Wilkes, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad he's still in the mix. I, I think I've said what I've felt about Steve Wilkes. I think he's a leader of men. I thought the job he did this year was uh, was outstanding. And um, I just don't think he had a true opportunity in Arizona. I know I've said that multiple times, and, and, I, and that's what I believe. So we'll see. And the Sean Payton factor, Jordan, that is the biggest soap opera. We don't know. And, and the Saints, you know, they're so coy about what they're going to want in return. You know, that's what would scare me is that how much do you have to give up? You know, I mean, that's the thing that you just don't know especially if it would be inside the division. If I'm Mickey Loomis, I'm going to want a lot. It's just very simple. That's, that's, uh, that's the nature of the business. Well, I know you disclosed that you were heading down to New Orleans for some horse business. So see if you can head on over to the Saints facilities and see exactly what, what they're wanting. So we can update next week. All right, before we go, last week you were two and two in your picks, Jake. So yeah, 50-50 you know, is you know something that, We've grown to live with here in the last week as your uh, odd or as your predictor of games. So here we go. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl, Jake? Well, I think I'm eight and two, Jordan. If we combine the playoffs, so you know, I just I'll, like to go off. What have you done for me lately? So okay, I got you. All right, okay. Well, this week I'm going with this. As much as it probably pains me to say this, because um, I just have this, you know, disdain for Philadelphia for whatever reason. Uh, probably because it's uh, it's uh, I would love you'd love to have played there because it's they're just they're on you. I, I think Philly wins. I truly believe um, Philadelphia beats them. Uh, I just think the depth of the defensive line, the way they can rotate all those guys, and I think Philly uh, gets the best of San Fran. And um, Jordan, I'm going with Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to be, and, and I understand Mahomes has a high ankle. I get that. Um, I would be very confident if he would be 100%. But I just think that's st stuck in their mind. The last game they played last year in the playoffs, uh, they got a little too cute right before the half. And they did not take the field goal. They got too cute. Time ran out on them. And I think that propelled Cincinnati and moving forward uh, in, be in upsetting them last year. So I think it's going to be Kansas City and uh, Philadelphia. That's my prediction. How about you? All right. Well, there you go. I'll take Niners Bengals just to make it interesting for next week. All right. Love How does it. that sound? Love it. All right. Great. All right. Jordan and Jake podcast. 
Have a good drive down to New Orleans, Jake. And while you're doing that, remember that you are powered by Ortho Carolina. When it comes to your orthopedic care, choose better by choosing Ortho Carolina. With over 40 locations throughout the Carolinas, you're never far from one of the nation's leading providers of care for joints, muscles, and other orthopedic injuries. When things look bad, it's important to know you have a choice, but there's only one better choice, Ortho Carolina, official team physician of the Carolina Panthers. All right, Jake, be good. All right, thank you, Jordan. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.